Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science, and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness, and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7, and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck, and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 23 of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. Welcome, everyone. I hope you've had a beautiful week, and I hope June is treating you well. I can't believe it's the start of winter. Um, But on today's episode, we're talking all about doing the things that you love for work, but also looking at some of the steps that you can start taking if you're not quite sure what it is that you want to do, if you're looking for a career change. Um, And I think I'm so excited about this topic for multiple reasons. One of them being is that I've done so much work within myself with the way I work right now and what I hold of value to me when I work and when I try and create balance in my life. But I guess I also love seeing the women that I coach take charge of their career, their work, bring in more calm, decrease their stress and still be able to be successful without overexerting themselves in what they do. So you may need a pen and paper for this episode as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, you may need to listen to this at another time. But this episode also comes of the back of my big announcement last week that I'll be releasing a journal. I am so, so excited about it. It's been, I think I've worked on it for just under a year and I was doing little bits and pieces and then of course then COVID hit and it definitely gave me more time to bring it out a little bit sooner. So I'm quite grateful. Um, But this journal... I definitely designed it for women to not only bring calm and balance into their lives, but also see stress in a different light and actually deal with different aspects of someone's life to decrease the stress that they are currently experiencing. Because I do believe that stress comes from multiple avenues. It's not just the one thing that's causing you stress that's making you feel that way. It's usually a combination of things. Anyway, so let's get into today's episode. So why is doing what you love so, so important? Well, I guess the main reasons is that it makes you feel, make, makes you feel fulfilled. It makes you feel good on every level. Yes, you will have bad days at work, but most of them should be good days. It definitely helps you feel more productive, not only in your work, but also in your home life. It helps you and makes you feel inspired, so inspired towards yourself and to do better, but also showing people that you are someone who is inspiring and is really passionate about what they actually love. And it makes you feel successful. You want to be in a place where you're always driving to be successful in whatever shape or form that is. 
But firstly, let's have a look at the science behind doing what you love and also not doing what you love. So Lisa Rankin is an amazing doctor. I'm a big fan of her work and she's also the author of Mind Over Medicine. It's a great read if you have some time or if you're looking at something to read. Um, But She looks at the concept and the difference in your physiology when you do what you love and when you don't do what you love. So um, it's quite fascinating, definitely a great read. But when you're in a job that's stressful, toxic, and that leaves you absolutely exhausted, that actually has to have some sort of effect on your health and well-being at some stage. I've been there. And if that stress isn't dealt with, then it ends up turning into physical symptoms, which a lot of people I think with autoimmune issues have experienced. And being so stressed all of the time can actually kill you. And when you think about it, I guess on a big scale, if you're feeling stress every single day, have a look at what impact that can do to your health over an X period amount of time. And the Japanese in particular, because they are so hardworking, they call this specific condition that's stress-induced Kiroshi, and that's defined by death by overwork because, of course, the Japanese work really, really hard. So this usually happens in young people who end up burning the candle at both ends, and Kiroshi is not necessarily one particular disease. It's actually described as a stress-induced disease that changes the physiology and leads to things such as cardiac issues, for example. When you're repetitively in that fight-or-flight stress response, that actually activates your sympathetic nervous system. It increases your heart rate, your blood pressure, and it actually overstresses your cardiac system. Therefore, we have so many women that suffer from heart attacks and we always focus on men suffering from heart attacks, but it's actually quite a silent killer in females because we are stressed so much of the time. So whenever you experience that work stress, it has to have some sort of detrimental effect on your body. And it actually doesn't matter what the stress is. So the amygdala in your brain just sees the stress regardless of what it is. And that fight or flight response is triggered. It exposes all the cells in your body to those harmful stress hormones. So it increases cortisol, your heart rate, and it actually deactivates the cells that help with your body's natural self-repair mechanism. And these cells are important for when you have things such as infections, um, when something is actually wanting to repair in your body. So I now know myself that because I'm doing what I actually really love and enjoy and what drives me, I feel like I haven't been as sick and my immune system is stronger And I am able to manage stress and other things a little bit better because I purely enjoy what I do. So this leads me on to what happens to you on a physiological level when you actually love what you do. So you have the opposite effect than when if you're stressed that you create more of a relaxation response and that relaxation response stops the stress response by turning on the parasympathetic nervous system rather than the sympathetic nervous system. And this helps your body self-repair a little bit more. So 
the average person out there has around 50 stress responses per day, which is crazy. However, when you do what you love, that number is obviously less. And this is why it's so important to do what you love. So if you're finding that you, for example, are really stressed at the moment and you can't leave your job, but it's really draining you, I guess you have to try and help manage and implement some strategies to reduce your stress a little bit better and to be able to activate that relaxation response a little bit better. And I touched on some of this on my last episode. So meditation is an amazing tool. It gives you some time to reflect. Laughing, laughing is the best and every workplace that I have worked in, laughing has definitely gotten me through. Um, Expressing your creativity outside of work. So if there's something that you're really passionate about, find a couple of hours, even if it's just on the weekend, but it just helps you survive through your other job. It definitely can make all the difference. Setting those healthy boundaries at work. So I am a strong believer that no job security or money is worth your health. Trust me, I've definitely learned this the hard way. And take your holidays, even if it's just a weekend away. Obviously, now with things slowly opening up, we are able to travel a little bit further out. Um, But even though international travel is still not happening, but just having that week away can make all the difference. So let's now move on to how you can find the job that you love and things you can actually think about. And sometimes there isn't a right time to do this, um, but you have to be comfortable for when you change jobs, when you make those career changes. I don't know that anyone is ever super or 100% comfortable, but these questions will give you some things to think about to maybe start thinking outside the square of what you may want to do next. So the first question is, what did you want to be as a child? And sometimes it's something ridiculous and something so silly, but I myself wanted to be a vet when I was a little girl. I love animals so much. They are such a big part of my life and I think they will always be in my life. And I actually ended up working at a vet hospital for 11 years and it was such a big part of my life and I'm so grateful for that experience. And I worked there the whole way through my science degree and my master's. But what I learned to realize is that I couldn't euthanize animals. So that obviously through that out of the I guess career path but it still showed me what was important to me and it definitely gave me some perspective or of where I wanted to do next so really think about that the next question is what do your friends and family say you are good at so are you a good communicator are you a good listener do you have a particular skill um, or something that may help in a particular job or career or maybe there is a gap in the market somewhere and you think you're really good at filling that gap. My friends, for example, might say that I'm positive and trust me, I'm not always positive, um, but I do like to see things in a positive light and I do always believe there is a lesson in hardship and you will see that lesson once you come out the other end. So trust that. Um, But I definitely think your family and friends know you best, so they can definitely might have recommendations of what you want to 
do next. So um, really pay attention to that. So the next question is quite a big one. What are your values, your strengths, and what's actually important to you? So for me, health um, is one of my values, as is helping people. And these two things have really assisted me in my work as a radiation therapist, as a coach, and as a Pilates instructor. So you can see how those two values have played a massive role in the jobs that I actually do. What are your strengths? So I think for a long time, we have been programmed to put your strengths to the side and work on your weaknesses. But usually it's actually the people that work within their strengths that are really, really successful. And I'm a super, super big fan of the Gallup Strengths Test. And I think it's also known as the Clifton Strengths Test. And this test, it's about 45 minutes and it asks you different questions. And there's decades of scientific research behind it. And there are 34 different strengths that are within this test. And once you complete this test, you get your top five. So my top five were learner, achiever, positivity, harmony, and futuristic. So the learner, I'm forever learning. And I just love improving in my life. I love absorbing information and it's definitely helped me in both my degrees and it's helped me be successful in the jobs that I do. Achiever, I get massive satisfaction from being busy and being productive and feeling like I'm accomplished at the end of every day and again this helped me so much in my studies but also my work and that ability to complete things actually motivates me in life. Positivity is the next one. If you haven't noticed, I'm super enthusiastic about everything that I do. Um, I love spreading positivity and I use positivity a lot in my coaching work and also a lot of my discussions with my friends and family. And I think I use this strength a lot in my job within the university where I'm working at the moment. Those interactions that I'm having with students, I do want to leave people feeling like they are empowered and they're really positive about their future and what they want to do. Harmony is my fourth one. I definitely don't like confrontation and I don't do well with confrontation at all. I like leaving my life in agreement. I like to see people happy. Um, and I think it makes my life really balanced because I'm also very practical. Um, so that strength I can definitely, I feel like in my life I can relate to and I've always been that way. And then my last strength was futuristic. So I'm definitely inspired by the future and I feel energized by the visions that I have about where I want to go and who I want to be. And I'm very clear of where I want to be, how I'm going to get the the actions that I'm going to take. And I think that's a big part of knowing who you want to be and what you want to do with your life. And many of those strengths and values strongly relate to what's important to you, but also what's important in the role or the job that you're doing. So this definitely makes your work much easier if your personal values are aligned to your work values. So if you don't know, for example, what your strengths are, I would strongly recommend you do the Gallup Strength Test. It's not very expensive at all and it's fabulous. 
So I hope you got loads out of today's episode. I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll catch you all next week. And remember, life is for living, not for stressing. You are too blessed to be stressed. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.